You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Monday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well. A busy BYU weekend, a sports weekend to recap for you on today's podcast. BYU beat San Diego State on the road in San Diego. What does that mean for BYU moving forward here? Also need to talk about some of the storylines for BYU and UCF going into their Boca Raton matchup tomorrow night. We'll talk about some of those and, of course, catch you up on all the other news involving BYU athletics that you didn't get a chance to catch up on from the weekend. Our title sponsor today is our good friends over at Built Bar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com and you'll save yourself 20% on your next order. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Bet Online. We'll tell you about both of these companies a little bit later on in today's show. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's break into it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for December 21st, 2020. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to download your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports with us here. A lot to get to, like usual, but let's start off with an absolutely monumental win for BYU basketball. And I'll be frank. I did not expect this, but BYU goes on the road to San Diego State, the number 18 team in the country, and downs the Aztecs 72-62. to And this is a signature win for BYU. This is a win that come tournament time, because we expect BYU probably to be playing second fiddle to Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference this year. So not likely that BYU is going to get the automatic entry from the West Coast Conference into the NCAA tournament. But when it comes to at the at-large bid process, well, you have a chance to win a team that might win the Mountain West Conference. Speaking of San Diego State, you beat them. That's going to look really good on your resume. And I have to say, the way BYU played this game, it was about as comprehensive a road win as you will find. BYU only trailed once, if I'm not mistaken. It was 5-4. to four. I think it was the only time BYU technically trailed in this game. I know it got tied up at 61 all late, but BYU never relinquished the lead. And by the way, how big was that three-pointer from Brandon Averett? Uh, Funny enough, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Some of you may have seen this on Twitter. I actually watched about 95% of this game, and that's just a rough estimate, from inside a Verizon store. Uh, My phone, my iPhone had uh, had a crack. It fell on the pavement and spider screened on me, and I've been dealing with it, but it started to come apart. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's time to bite the bullet, get a new phone, etc. So I actually watched the vast majority of this game inside a Verizon store. That is the first time and hopefully the last time I'll be watching a BYU game from inside a phone retailer. But hey, You never know where life will take you, and it was an interesting experience all the same, but it doesn't take away anything from what BYU did in this game. Could the crowd have played a bigger role? Sure. If the show is in there going all crazy and spitting vulgar things at BYU players like they do online, sure, it might have been a different story, but... That shot by Brandon Averett, that three-pointer with 52 seconds to go, that might be the shot of the season so far for BYU. Will there be a bigger shot at some point this season? Sure, there could be, but that one right there 
seemed like it was the dagger that said, you know what? We are not giving up this game. It just kind of showed some of that senior grit that a guy like Brandon Averett, who's on his third college foot college basketball program, not football program, basketball program, he did not want to lose this game. And he hits a big shot there. And BYU goes on to win it. Alex Barcelo, extremely impressive with 22-7-7, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, a senior leader there. And by the way, Matt Harms was just a force on the interior. I know he finished the game with 10 points and 8 rebounds and just one blocked shot, but he has more of the what I like to call the Rudy Gobert factor to him in the college game. He's seven foot three with an expansive wingspan. It's tough to get a shot off against a guy that big, and you saw San Diego State, they struggled to find shots on the interior, and that's thanks to thanks to Matt Harms. Uh, Richard Harwood also played a big role on the interior there for BYU. Interesting to see BYU tighten the rotation just a bit. Only 10 guys getting minutes in this game. Uh, And I thought that you saw more of what you should expect when a team like BYU goes up against the likes of San Diego State. Could this be a similar format to when they face off against the likes of Gonzaga? Sure, but I would expect you're going to see these guys really uh, continue to build upon this win. You have a big-time matchup tonight. You can Well, it's not a big-time matchup, but you, it's a big-time opportunity to add another win to the resume and continue to roll on with that momentum. BYU welcomes in Texas Southern for a rare Monday night game at the Marriott Center tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. I will actually be taking that game in from the road. I'm headed to Florida today. When you hear this, I may already be in the air, headed for Boca Raton, getting ready for that bowl game tomorrow but regardless I will be watching that game from Boca Raton my hotel down there and watching how BYU does against Texas Southern you've got to avoid a letdown Texas Southern not a great team out of the swack two and four on the year the most recent loss coming against Auburn this should be a game that BYU should be able to roll in pretty easily you would think but you have to avoid the letdown this is a team right now speaking of BYU that's firing on all cylinders I I didn't expect BYU to go to Viejas Arena and essentially control the action from the tip. That was as impressive a thing as I have seen. San Diego State, that was their first loss on the season. And San Diego State, Matt Mitchell, man, 35 points, uh, just a monster outing for him. 12 of 17 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. He really was kind of the one-man crew that engineered that comeback bid for them late in the game, whittling that get, that lead all the way down to a tie ball game. But I just go back to that shot from Brandon Averett. That was as big of a shot as I have seen from a BYU player in some time. It brings back memories of the the game winner at Houston last year from TJ Haas, the ball that bounced on the rim, what, three or four times before falling in. There's just those shots every season that seem to be the quote-unquote shot of the year. And I think the early leader this year is Brandon Averett, and it very well could be the quote-unquote winner of that award come year's end. So a great outing for BYU. There's no doubt about it. You avoid the letdown tonight against Texas Southern and get ready for an in-state game at Vivint Smart Home Arena this coming Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday night against Weber State. And then you can get to enjoy Christmas and get ready for West Coast Conference play. BYU going into West Coast Conference play at 9-2 and two should start getting more attention for national votes in terms of the national polls. Winning a game over the number 18 team on their home court is going to look extremely good come tournament time. So I'm as impressed with this BYU basketball team as I have been all year long. Really, really liked what I saw. And hopefully they can avoid the letdown over the next two games and obviously get into West Coast Conference play and start rolling here. I do wonder how much it will take, how many wins BYU will have to rack up before they re-enter the national rankings. But 
a game like this, a win like this, should get you some more attention from the national media at large and should help BYU out a little bit. Uh, by the way, one other thing I wanted to mention in this game, Spencer Johnson has become, I think, one of my favorite players to watch. Doesn't do necessarily do anything, I guess, exceptionally, but does a lot of things really, really well. And he was really good in this game, uh, short, shutting down Jordan Shockle in this game, just three points for one of their leading scorers, speaking of San Diego State. And it's a big part of Spencer Johnson just shadowing him. Johnson uh, finished with eight points of his own, three of seven shooting, one of five from beyond the arc. BYU didn't shoot it all that well from beyond the arc, but they shot it well from the field overall and really limited San Diego State. That was the big thing is the defense traveled to Viejas Arena. And I know I'm kind of bouncing from topic to topic to topic here, but I don't want to take away anything from this win. It was a massive, massive win for Mark Pope and his squad. It's one that this team, I think, can look back on when they find themselves in some future dogfights against the likes of, let's say, a San Francisco or a St. Mary's. They're going to look back and think, you know what? We've played against better teams. We played against teams that have talent to go deep in NCAA tournament, speaking of a team like San Diego State, because I do think the Aztecs have the capability of being a, a Sweet 16 caliber team come year's end, but I really, really am impressed with what BYU did. To go to Viejas Arena and deliver a win of that magnitude, if you're a BYU fan, you should be very excited for this BYU basketball team. Mark Pope told us it might take some time for this team to gel. Well, guess what? I think they finally kind of come into their own, and that win over San Diego State, I think, proves it that, you know what? We're going to be a good team. We're going to be able to go out there and really get after people. And the West Coast Conference, yes, Gonzaga is the number one ranked team in the country, and they're by far the favorite in the conference. But BYU right now going into conference play a couple of weeks out, in my opinion, they're the clear-cut second-best team in the conference. I know teams like San Francisco and St. Mary's will want to have something to say about that, Pepperdine maybe to a degree as well. But this win right here over San Diego State, Screams to me that BYU should be the second best team in the West Coast Conference. Obviously, we have a few months to go to see if that comes to fruition, but I really, really am impressed with what BYU did on the road on Friday. Some of you tweeted at me on Friday, by the way, and said, hey, you're going to do a special recap edition? Well, due to my phone and some other family engagements, I wasn't able to, but I wanted to still talk about it on today's podcast. So, Big win, huge win, critical win for this BYU basketball program. And now they look towards two games this week, tonight against Texas Southern and then Wednesday against Weber State. And the Cougars could be 9-2 and two come West Coast Conference time. And that's actually a very, very good thing for BYU. Their two losses, yeah, they're not great losses, especially the USC one. But I think you made up for those two losses in a big way with this win over San Diego State. We'll examine that game tomorrow, speaking of the Texas Southern game tomorrow on the podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be in a hotel room in Florida, but you know what? This podcast travels, folks, and we'll still have you covered all week long right here on Locked On Cougars. Coming up here in just a moment, need to talk some BYU football as we look towards the Boca Raton Bowl tomorrow. Some of the storylines going into this game that I've been reading up on and wanted to examine. We'll do more of a game preview on tomorrow's podcast, but still wanted to get some of my thoughts out there in terms of the storylines of this contest, and we'll touch on those here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by a new sponsor with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that's our good friends at Bet Online. Are you guys ready for football? Of course, the NFL rolling on in the final weeks of their regular season. College bowl 
season is here. BYU is favored tomorrow in their game against UCF. Well, guess what? There's only one place that has you covered, one place that I and we trust the Locked On Podcast Network. That's our good friends at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus, guys. They have got NFL games of the week there for you. They got prop bets. They've got bowl game bets. You no matter what you want to do football wise, even if you want to venture off into basketball, you want to bet on the NBA with the season upcoming, betonline.ag is your source to do it, guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as you guys well know, BYU is in action tomorrow evening when they take on UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. I don't know, still no clue what RoofClaim.com is, but nonetheless, BYU in action tomorrow. And yesterday, a lot of games were announced and actually some bowl games were canceled. And I did wonder about that is how many programs it would take before bowl games ultimately just didn't have enough bodies or teams to fill their slots. Well, we saw at least three of them canceled yesterday. Army getting the shaft after the Independence Bowl went under, which they had a, a contractually agreed to before the season. And that's that sucks for the Black Knight. It sounds like they will have the plan to fill in for any team that has to drop out due to COVID-related testing and or protocols during bowl season, but still, just a rough go if you're a fan of Army or the players inside the Black Knights program. But it sounds like BYU at least ventured and looked into the idea of playing potentially two bowl games. Brett McMurphy on Saturday night tweeting out, because several teams opted out of playing in a bowl, BYU along with the Sun Belt had discussions about playing in two bowls this season to help fill the bowls, but ultimately the schools didn't for various reasons, sources told Stadium Network. That would have been cool. We discussed this possibility a few weeks ago here on the podcast, and I would have totally been okay with BYU playing a second bowl game. I think you would have had to give them at least a week between the games to get ready, to rest up, etc., but I would have been totally fine with BYU playing as many bowl games as you would let them play. So far as I have read and so far as I know, and some of you reach out and ask me about this, there is no stipulation that requires you that you can only play one bowl game in a given postseason. It's more of a tradition thing where you play, yeah, you play your bowl game and then you're done for the year. It's essentially a final hurrah for the season for most teams. But there is nothing on the books based on what I have seen from the NCAA that says you couldn't play in two bowl games. And yeah, it would have been fun to see BYU play in a second bowl game, but alas, it appears it will not come to fruition, but I do appreciate BYU at least looking into it. And the Sun Belt, funny enough, is the conference that gave us the Coastal Carolina team that beat BYU. How cool would it have been to see BYU get a second crack at Coastal Carolina? I think some of you out there are probably thinking, yeah, give us a chance at it. We want to get some payback. And it's unfortunate, a yard short or a yard and a half short, depending on who you are, to come up that short from an undefeated season. But nonetheless, BYU now gets ready for this game. The rankings yesterday came out. I guess we'll call them the penultimate rankings of the season. BYU checking in at number 13 in the AP poll, number 15 in the coaches poll, and then the college football playoff rankings, their top 25, their final rankings, came out with BYU at number 16. UCF at 6-3 and three on the year, not ranked. So this will be the number... 16, 15, or 13 team, pending who you decide to look at, against an unranked team. But 
I look forward to this game, folks. I really do think it's going to take a lot of points for a BYU team to win this, just simply due to the fact that UCF has been putting up monster, monster points. They have one of the best offenses in terms of the passing the ball this season. I believe number two in the country. Dylan Gabriel is all that in a bag of chips at quarterback. The nice part is BYU's got a top-tier quarterback in their own corner with Zach Wilson. I do believe, and I am saying this right now, this will be Zach Wilson's swan song at BYU. He is planning to go to the NFL, and I cannot blame him one bit. When you get first-round talk as being a first-round draft pick, especially the top half of the first round, you have to go chase that money. The nice part is, BYU is going to benefit from his profile being on that stage. Think back to when Ziggy Ansah went number five in the country. Bronco Mendenhall... A guy who was notorious for his saying that the the NFL lifestyle is not compatible with a guy who lives the standards of the church and blah, 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 blah. But all of a sudden, when he had a guy who was going to go in the top 10 in the national rankings, guess who's there at Radio City Music Hall wearing a BYU hat and acting like everything's hunky-dory? Oh, yeah. Hey, Bronco. What's up? This will bring BYU extra publicity, speaking of Zach Wilson, going to the NFL, and I I wish him nothing but the best. As I talked about as well on my podcast right before the San Diego State game, any of the players announced against San Diego State as seniors for senior night are not expected to return to BYU for another year. So those 15 players that were honored during that game, do not expect them to see them suit up for BYU again. Obviously, that could change if they really have a change of heart, but most of them have decided to move on. Guys like Akiris Tonga, Isaiah Kafusi, Chris Wilcox, they're all going to chase the NFL route. I think other guys, Bracken Bakri, Zach Daw, they may give the NFL a crack, but it doesn't look like their future is in pro football, and they'll just kind of move on with life. The nice part is you have the spotlight to yourself on a Tuesday evening. It's on ESPN. Yours truly will be there covering the game. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting into the sun and the 80-degree weather down there in Boca Raton. And you know what? This is just going to be a fun, fun atmosphere. I know bowl games this year have a very different tenor to them because of the fact that there's no bowl festivities. COVID-19 has wreaked havoc across the entire sport, and that extends also out to bowl games. But you know what? Nonetheless, there's one more opportunity to watch BYU play football this year because think about it, folks. Once this game is over, BYU goes dormant in terms of actually playing games for, what, nine months? It's crazy how much we look forward to college football season and how quickly it goes by. It feels like to me, in theory, that the Navy matchup on Labor Day night was seemingly, what, two weeks ago. That's how crazy my life gets during the season, but I would not have it any other way. I absolutely love covering BYU sports, BYU football in particular, and I'm looking forward to this contest. It's the final time we get to see BYU, this version of the BYU football program in action, and here's hoping they can go out and put on a show, put up 40-plus points, and come out with a win. I think it's the biggest thing is we want to see BYU win in their final game of the year, and then, hey, we'll spend the next nine months really looking forward to the next time we get to see BYU you on the field. Obviously, we'll have spring football and that type of stuff in the interim, but the games that really matter, they're not back for another nine months. So let's savor this and enjoy the opportunity to watch the Cougars back on the field 
one more time. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. The women's basketball team picking up a road win in Southern Utah. Also, men's volleyball getting ready for their season coming up. Had a scrimmage. There's a lot to recap from the weekend that was in BYU sports. We'll touch on all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar, folks. I love Built Bars. I can attest to how good they are. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market. And I will continue to say that until the cows come home. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They have 20 different flavors, some unique ones right now, some peppermint uh, flavors out there for Christmas, etc. Even have a new white chocolate uh, covered, actually two white chocolate covered bars that you guys can check out. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can check out all the different flavors out there. What I love about Built Bars is they are high protein, high fiber, but low calorie, low sugar. They're the perfect complement for anybody's diet, no matter where you're at. Trying to lose weight, maintain your weight, you're on the keto diet. They are the perfect addition to your regimen. Check it out, guys. BuiltBar.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get 20% off your next order. It's a great way to save money on the best tasting protein bars on the market. Check them out now. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. And enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, guys, let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. But start off here. Betting on sports, basketball, football, whatever it might be, doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the brand new, all new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast, just like this one, Locked on Cougars. Love that podcast, folks. Check it out. If you're into sports betting, that is your daily source for everything you need to know when it comes to making smart wagers and smart bets when it comes to your sports teams. All right, running down to everything else here on a Monday that we need to catch you up on. Start off with women's basketball. They traveled to Southern Utah on Friday using a 28-3 second half run to win 84-74 over Southern Utah in Cedar City. A big win for BYU on the road. Didn't have the greatest start, and Jeff Judkins in the release said, quote, we were a little sluggish today, maybe because of finals this week as well as not playing for a while, but we came out and played well in the second half. There was a stretch where we played really well defensively and offensively. BYU now is 4-1 and on the season. A big win for them as they try and look forward now. They're going to be back in action on Wednesday when they host UVU in a rescheduled game. Uh, the Wolverines obviously had COVID-19 that canceled their previously scheduled game in Provo. That game will be at the Marriott Center. That'll be at noon Mountain Time on Wednesday for the women's basketball team. And then after that, they open up West Coast Conference play next week. On to men's volleyball, uh, the number one team in the country when the season was ended prematurely last spring. Well, they had their blue-white scrimmage over the weekend, and Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, one of their leaders on this team, tallied 14 kills. Good to see the men's volleyball program back on the court. I'm telling you what, there's no reason to believe that this team is not going to be a national title contender this year. They looked every bit the part of a national title contender last year as they got ready for the postseason. The schedule for the men's volleyball program is still a work in progress, but hoping to see them back out on the court soon and charging towards hopefully a national title. It's been a long time and a lot of close calls for BYU men's volleyball, but hopefully they can pull through this year and in that title drought that's been plaguing them for what? Are we on 16 years now since 04? 
crazy, but we'll look forward to that. A couple other notes before we go today, and actually one thing I forgot to mention earlier on. By the way, if Army does want a game, why not call them up and say, hey, we'll play you the week after Christmas, speaking of BYU. Just a thought. I don't think it'll actually happen, considering they've pretty much stalemated and just refused to engage BYU on any discussions of rescheduling the game that got canceled in September. But you know what? You make the phone call and let bygones be bygones at that point. All right, uh, moving on here. Zach Wilson, obviously having a stellar season. He was named to two other award watch lists over the weekend. The Walter Camp Football Foundation has their players to watch for the 2020 Player of the Year Award. Well, Zach Wilson is now a semifinalist for that award. Well-deserved honor there. And was also named a finalist for the Manning Award, which honors the nation's top quarterback. Obviously, the Manning family is the royalty when it comes to football families, especially at the quarterback position. Good to see Zach Wilson still getting his due. And here's hoping that he continues to see his uh, star continue to burn brightly for the BYU football program. All right, that's going to do it for a Monday edition of the show. Big thank you once again. Like I said, I am going to be in Boca Raton. If you're there, feel free to hit me up. Might be able to say hi, catch up, and chat a little bit. Would love to catch up with some of my East Coast BYU fans if you guys will be in attendance down there at FAU Stadium. But nonetheless, the podcast is going on the road with me. We will cover everything with regards to the Texas Southern game and basketball tonight. We'll get you ready for BYU and UCF on tomorrow night. There's a lot to get to. Let's just put it this way. We will have podcasts for you all week long and lead up to Christmas and obviously keeping up to date with everything going on with the Cougars. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to weigh in there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, the email for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys and feel free to reach out anytime you guys have a thought, comment, question, or concern. Love hearing from you. All right, that'll do it for a Monday. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for December 21st, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow live from Boca Raton.